0: Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box, What I Remember a little bit of history and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael and please join me as we get lost in 12 inches. And drop. Oh how I do enjoy a bit of an orchestral flourish. Released in 1991 by the group DJ Professor and Italian DJ producer Francesco Zappala, We've Gotta Do It is one of those great debuts. A statement of intent by all involved. And that's about it. Well, I could talk about the fact that in most markets, the 12-inch came with the following tracklist. Side A, We Gotta Do It, Mixin' Mix. And mix. And the B-side had We Gotta Do It techno Jazz Mix and We Gotta Do It Jazz Master Mix. That is except the 4th and Broadway release in the UK which came with the full tilt mix, which is what you're listening to now. That's on the A-side. And the Scatappella mix on the B. And the other thing worth mentioning is that it's a long track with the longest mix clocking in at 9 minutes 30 seconds. It's the kind of track a DJ could put on if they needed a biology break. For me, We Gotta Do It is one of my favourite dance tracks of all time. I've always been a bit partial to a little Eurodance. I know it mostly skews on the commercial side of things, but when it comes to this track, it has, in my opinion, the perfect combination of driving techno that seamlessly transitions to light-heartedness, to a light-hearted and uplifting house part, abounding with piano, Hammond organ, jazzy scat vocals, and a chorus that just hooks you. You can't help but want to dance to this one. Yes, you gotta do it. And among my circle of friends, this track was widely regarded. It was a talking point back in 91. It was a club and rave track that filled the dance floor. Robert Knight even played it during his set of Welcome 92. And whenever I hear this, it takes me back to the spring and summer of the year it was released. I was living on the eastern side of Crown Street between Oxford and William Streets, just opposite so Bar Reggio. I was 20 years old, and for me at that time, this was the best address I could have hoped for. I had everything I needed within walking distance: food, work, bars, fun, and the fun started on Friday night on Oxford Street. I was working at the cartoon gallery in the QVB at the time. It was a regular retail job and I would be finished at half five. Remember, back then it was only late night shopping on Thursdays, with only supermarkets keeping longer hours, which was good for me as I could go to the IGA at the start of Oxford Street to pick up some food and supplies for the evening. This would usually consist of some prepared meat dish, say beef olives, stuffed chicken breast, chicken, some kebabs, um, some vegetables and a frozen leaf, a frozen Sara Lee pound cake. I get home around 6:15. Usually to find my housemate Dave and his girlfriend sprawled on the brown velvet sofa watching TV. I dump the food in the kitchen, turn on the oven, have a shower, then head up to my sparsely furnished room and get changed from my baggy work jeans into my baggy going out jeans. What am I talking about? They were the same jeans, but that's a tale I'm yet to tell. It was usually around this time that Wall and Natasha would show up. Natasha was working as an office admin in North Sydney, and Wall would meet her after work. When they showed up, I'd start cooking. Natasha would usually have a new track she picked up during the day, and we'd put that on while we ate. Bellies full, we'd head out to start the evening proper. We were spoilt for choice of venues to start our evening, though I was rather partial to the verdict. Its large bar in the centre of the room, surrounded by stools shaped like large leather punching bags. It had a great vibe, never too full, and it was always playing the right kind of music. Sometimes we'd venture up to the the corner of Crown and Campbell, to the Bentley Bar. With its decks, pool table and friendly crowd, we could spend hours playing pool with strangers while the resident DJ delivered the musical foundations for the evening. Around the corner was a uh, uh, Taylor Square, was Kinsella's, the formal funeral home that was converted to a restaurant, or should I say, grasshopper, and bar in the 1980s. Well, depending on which way we were coming, this would sometimes be a stop in our journey. A destination for the night was usually Mars on Oxford Square. Friday night was Flow, a Raiders Club night. Mars was located on the first floor above a newsagent's, just down from the Hollywood Cafe. The bouncers on the door were the same crew that provided security at most of the Saturday raves. So we would got to know them over the last few months. Upstairs it was dark. A long bar and seating area at the back of the building while the front there was, a d- there was a dance floor with a d- raised DJ booth against the wall. Above the dance floor was an array of disco lights. As a group, we'd split our time between the dance floor, the bar area and the street outside when things got a little hot. Inside, we would head outside to cool down and have a conversation without having to scream at each other. Though Mars was our usual destination, it wasn't the only place we'd frequent on a Friday night. Down on Crown Street, Spagos with its two floors and interconnecting rooms and corridors was a great place to get up to get up the mischief. And they had merge running at the same time and we'd flip between the clubs. Alternately, uh, every second Friday, Sugar Ray presented Evolution down at the Harbourside Brasserie on P1. This was usually a more upmarket music venue down on Sydney Harbour, right under the bridge. Ray would headline and have guest DJs joining him. The usual crowd: Joe, Phil, Robin. It was down here we met Orbital a couple of nights after they played at Welcome '92. It was after that night that they recorded the sound of Sydney's iconic crossing signal to be used on the track Walk Now from the Brown album. These nights were full of fun, but that would change as we moved from 1991 to 92. And now it's time to answer the question I ask every episode. Would We Gotta Do It end up in my monthly playlist if the algorithm picked it for me? There's no doubt on this one, of course it would. In my opinion, this song is a bonafide classic that doesn't get the appreciation it deserves. And now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles.